less than a week to go, and it's Valentine's Day yet again. The best gift would be to ID the killer of Abby and Libby, because it was about that time five years ago that a man on a bridge took their lives. Now cops say they got their guy. Next, on Drowning Verdict, I bring up one of the sketches again and pick apart what they might be hinting at. Sleep well, they said, and this time, I think they might have got it right. I know what you're thinking. Did he fire six shots or only five? Well, to tell you the truth in all this confusion, I've lost track myself. So why don't you forget about it and check out the link at the top of this episode's description. Get yourself a free website. I've used Strikingly since they were founded and have always appreciated their amazing templates and tools. Click the link, get started, and you'll find that it's free to build a basic site in minutes. Strikingly gives you everything for not only one website, but multiple if you've got some time to kill. So if you feel lucky, check it out today. Link for you in the description. Hello, and welcome to Drowning Verdict. I'm Chip Mahoney, and you're listening to my true crime podcast. This is a podcast where I talk about cases out there in the world that fascinate me, and I go more in depth with the case. So thanks a lot for joining me today. You might have found me on my YouTube or my Twitter, which is a good way to get the latest episodes in that format. And if you like what you hear in the sample, click the link in the description to get the full episode and check it out. If you're on my YouTube, that's a good place to be. You'll get full episodes there of Drowning Verdict, plus my other show called Glock Watchers, which is crime and culture, some wrap up on DV as well. But subscribe there, come back for more. No need to go anywhere else. Um, If you have subscribed and you are coming back, uh, you did the drive-by before, maybe it was a flyby, but you're like, I got to come back again. Sounds pretty good. Well, thanks so much for doing that. It means a lot because I'm always trying to deliver something that maybe you haven't heard before. Maybe no one's talking about it and um, you know, you're anxious to learn more about it. So that's what I do. And I got another thing for you today, another reason to listen to the podcast we're going to do about 10 minutes or so and then i'm done i'm out i got other things to do and so do you you might be doing the cleaning around the house things like that and getting ready for maybe super bowl and want to listen to something you're into true crime and you're here with me so that's what we're going to do we're going to talk about it i got something good for you as well but i do want to mention that yeah this guy's got a sponsor for his podcast been doing it for a while but i do have a sponsor And that is strikingly.com. They offer strikingly good websites. I've been using them for years, actually. Um, So if you've got a need for a website, whether it's personal or business, you can actually get multiple free websites there and then just add whatever you need. I mean, it's a fantastic system. My opinion, it beats everybody else. So strikingly.com, link in the top of this uh, episode description. Just click it and go and get a website if you need it. So thanks to my sponsor, um, you know, they knew what they're wanting to get. Somebody to talk about true crime. Somebody use their stuff. So it's a good match. Strikingly.com. All right. So into this episode, um, what am I talking about here today? I've got some few, uh, you know, a few topics I've been talking about recently, different cases that I'm interested in. And this is a follow-up to another recent episode, probably about three or four episodes back, where I said, you know, 
are investigators close to naming a suspect in the Delphi murders case because it was coming up on the five-year anniversary and in fact um this valentine's which is in a few days from now it's going to be the five-year anniversary of those two murders on those two young girls on the Delphi Trail Delphi Indiana prior to that episode a few um weeks back or so a few episodes back I should say I uh I think it was around December, maybe November, but I boldly said that there will be a suspect named, that a suspect shall be named. So if you check out my YouTube, you're going to see that. Um, it's just a feeling that I got, you know, when, when the police investigators are real quiet about stuff and the, the feds are involved, I know things that are working behind the scenes. And lo and behold, lo and behold, I woke up today to find out that, you know, police are kind of catcalling their suspect right now they're saying that they know who done it and something they also said is hey buddy you know we know you did it we know you done it we're not coming for you yet but quote unquote sleep well sleep well so this is the reason i got for you this is the nugget and this is what i'm going to get to into the next few minutes because we're going to be out uh pretty quickly on this episode but i'm excited about it i'm actually more excited about this than the damn super bowl I love football, but I'm more excited about this case being solved and other cases as well. A lot of cold cases out there are getting solved because of DNA and so forth, but I think this is just some really good work by the feds and the local police in Delphi and surrounding areas of that um, Indiana community. Sidebar to all this stuff that's going on is that how many uh, crazy, uh, I don't know, deranged people, guys especially, live in that area because if I just go down the list of people who have done something wrong from like, you know, sexual assaults or child abuse or whatever it is, seems like they're all around that town in Indiana. Never been there, but my goodness, what the heck is the, you know, the reason what's going on there? Uh, James Brian Chadwell too, for instance, crazy, uh, very scary dude, but I'm going to talk about somebody else today. I, and I'm actually not going to name names because I haven't before, but here is what I'm taking from what the cops are saying, where they are teasing their suspect right now that they know that they got the guy and they know that they're going to come down hard and they're going to come down fast. And they're going to come down soon and they're getting everything prepared. In my opinion, they're getting everything prepared to make it airtight. And that's an amazing thing. Will it happen by Valentine's Day? Well, I said that that a suspect shall be named, and I said it would be before the five-year anniversary. I said that months ago. I mean, I boldly went out there and said, that's what I'm going to say in my podcast episode. So I'm saying, yeah, the suspect is going to be named by Valentine's Day because what a gift that would be on honor about the five-year anniversary of those uh, those two murders on the Delphi Trail, the Snapchat murders, um, and uh, you know listening to this podcast episode, you probably know a lot more about it as well than the average listener out there. So here's what I'm taking with, here's the nugget, and this is what I got for you, okay? So put down the vacuum, if you're driving, pull over, whatever you gotta do, but listen to this. And here's what I got for you. When the cops say that, hey, we got you, we know who you are, we're coming for you, they are excited and they're kind of teasing what they're doing because they've got surveillance they've got everything in place but when they say sleep well 
sleep well. I know that they are not talking about somebody who's already in jail. So who's already in jail right now, James Brian Chadwell too, and another person who's swirling around the news sites that you can certainly look up, who I will not name myself, but is already in jail for something else, like right now in jail. That is not who they're talking about because no one in jail is going to sleep well. They're not going to have a good night's sleep in jail. They are talking about somebody who is actually comfortably in their bed in their own home. They know where the home is located. They might have surveillance going on right now. And the clock is ticking. The clock is ticking. So when they say sleep well, which is what exactly they said, sleep well, buddy, that guy, that guy's in his home. He's in his bed. He's in his home. They know his routine. Routine. They know exactly what they're doing. And will they come down and bust down that door, knock on the door with <clears throat> all of the stuff that they have on the suspect on Valentine's Day, on or before that? I think that would be amazing. That would be like on the five-year anniversary, something that I predicted months ago. And if that happens, you know, wonderful. So sleep well. And that's what I think nobody is sleeping well in jail. So they know the guy is comfortably in his bed, in his home, thinking that he can get away with what he did. Now, I did talk about what the suspect looked like, you know, as far as the um, the sketch. And I mentioned that in a previous episode, it's about three or four back. Talked about the sketch and I said, you know, usually when they match it up with the sketch later on and they get their guy, they get their man, it is uncanny. When you put them side by side, it's you know, nine times out of 10, I've seen with multiple cases from 40 year old cold cases to, to whatever is those sketches are spot on. It's, it's amazing how that works. So in looking at the sketch and I pointed this out in a previous episode and I talked about the cap on the guy's head. I talked about the newsboy cap. We can call it a newsboy cap. It's kind of what it looks like. It's kind of like a gangster style, like an Irish gangster or something like that. But that's the cap. And when we, when you wear a cap like that, you you mostly go about your day in your style of dress where you usually wear a cap. You usually wear something on your dome. And I mentioned before that a typical hat would be like a baseball cap. But somebody, in my opinion, from my author mind, and if I'm writing a story, if I'm writing a character, I think about this type of stuff. And I would say that somebody's wearing a newsboy cap wouldn't normally wear a baseball cap. They would have other types of hats, like outdoor hats. They might have military hats. Think about it that way. So when I think about a suspect who is sleeping in his bed right now, who is the cops are saying, hey, sleep well, buddy, but your time is coming. Your time is coming. We are going to be knocking down the door. We're going to be getting justice because we've got you and we know it. That's what the cops are doing right now. That's what the cops are doing. And it's amazing to hear because they're really confident. They've been quiet and they're confident. And I say that the sketch is usually spot on. And I say that somebody who wears a cap like that, a newsboy cap, usually is wearing something on their dome, especially when it's cold out. And sometimes they change it up. They're not always wearing the newsboy. They wear a different style hat. And all you got to do is look around on Google and look at those pictures and see who, uh, you know, who's been named in other um, uh, news sites and, you know, where they've done, you know, bios and backgrounds on who they think their suspects are, but just look who's wearing the hats. That's important here. 
I think that's a, a clue. And I've also said that this person is not a serial killer. This is more of a one-off event. It's more of a one-off event. So when I've talked about serial killers before in the past, I've given a lot of background on how, you know, who they usually are and how they go about their business. They usually start at about 25 years, um, no, excuse me, about 30 years old and somewhere between 30 and 45 years old. And usually a serial killer, a multiple offender, somebody who has their choice target, does, uh, you know, what they do um, for the type of victim that they're after, they normally have employment that is, um, you could consider that employment blue collar, but the funding for the company that they work for or the um, organization that they work for usually is public funded, meaning that a serial killer would normally work in, if you had to choose, a serial killer would normally work in an industry that is blue collar, say waste management, but uh, it's funded by the public. You know, they're, um, it's kind of like a public utility, not a private business is what I'm saying. And that's typically what I find in serial killer cases about profiling, um, among many other things. So in this case, it's a one-off event. Uh, it's one guy. And that guy is, you know, older than uh, 40, but not much. When the crime when the crime occurred, which would be five years ago. And so I think that narrows it down for a little bit more, I would say, for uh, who you're looking for here. And if there is photographic evidence, if there are other, other sites out there, other big news media sites that are looking at suspects, because that's what they like to do. They like to post a lot of pictures, do a lot of background, and you can certainly find it on somebody um, in this case, but when you match up the sketch and you match up um, the cap in the sketch, and then you look at other pictures, is a person wearing a cap 50% of the time or more? Because somebody who wears a, a cap like that is often wearing something on their dome. And it's usually a baseball cap is not part of their collection is what I'm saying. And so, I find that those, sketch, those sketches match up um, pretty accurately. And sometimes it's just so uncanny that it's like, well, how can we never saw this before? A good case in point as I finish this episode is talking about a serial killer that was caught after you know 40 years of a cold case, which is Golden State Killer. And if you looked at some of the earlier sketches and matched it up with those photographs that they had from the early days, it's, it's spot on, it's uncanny, and you wonder why people never noticed it. And in that case, they probably thought about a cop originally, and then they just brushed it off that no way it could be a cop that's doing this. But those sketches don't lie, and the sketch doesn't lie here. Um, you know, the video can be distracting because it's it's such um, interesting evidence that doesn't normally happen. But don't be distracted, in my opinion, by that video. Look at the sketch, and that's an important sketch. Think about the newsboy cap. Think about other caps the person the suspect might wear and what style of cap that might be and if you find that in other pictures that's interesting that's interesting so are the cops thinking the same is it somebody that we've never heard of you know and i thought that you know yeah it could be james brian chadwell the second and if you could uh, go back to some of my earlier episodes there you could hear how i talked about a timeline on that which is uh, kind of an interesting take but 
No, I don't think it's Chadwell. I think he has those tattoos on his arms just because he was taunting police. And that's the kind of attention seeker that he is, the sick kind of guy that he is. So that's where I think the tattoos came from. Um, And you can hear that in previous episodes. But as I finish this one on Drowning Verdict, I'm almost out. That's what I wanted to give you today is that is that reason is what I'm thinking is when the cops said sleep well, they're not talking about somebody who's already in jail. No one sleeps well that way. They know the guy's comfortable. They know where he is. They might be tracking him right now, but he's in his home, in his own bed. And maybe he's got one, two, three more good nights of sleep. And maybe by Valentine's Day, that can be a Valentine's Day present. And I think that's interesting. I called it a few months ago, and now I'm seeing cops saying, hey, the time is near. We're coming. And they're excited about it. I'm excited about it, too. Will it happen on Valentine's Day? I don't know what happened before. I know one thing, if it doesn't happen before, it's most likely going to happen after, probably in February. And hopefully that happens because there's got to be some justice here. And that's going to be really interesting to, to see that and find that out. So that's what I got for you today. Thanks for hanging with me here uh, for about 10, 15 minutes on this episode of Drowning Verdict. Come back for more. I'll have more for you. But for now, I'm out. Goodbye.